Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. And if you know the code, that means we've got four people on the panel today. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are absolutely in the right place because this is where the best run. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today or on the on the, uh, on the the web, on the world. And I have a quote from Miranda Katz, who's a freelance writer in the technology space. She writes for Medium and Wired Magazine, uh, The Gothamist, The Washington Diplomat. She's all over the place. Here's the quote. Very interesting. Listen up. This will set the tone for a show today. Podcasts aren't a bubble. They're a boom. And that boom is only getting louder. So think about it. Audio, sound, podcast. Well, it's kind of what we're doing right now. Some people call this a webcast. I call it a live radio show. So what's happening in the midst of our current digital renaissance? Come on, if you're in a business that's a laggard, get with the program. You just can't sit there and say, we're just going to keep doing what we've done for the past five or ten years. It's not going to work. We are seeing breakthrough technologies that used to be breakthrough. Now they're getting actually quite mainstream. They're maturing. They're converging and changing the whole digital landscape. But, 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 but. One old school marketing tactic that is becoming cutting edge is having a resurgence, a renaissance, if you will, and I'm using that word again, audio. That's right, the sound of voices, of music, of noises, audio. What's it all about? From podcasts to audio white papers, from apps to smart speakers, whether they're instructional, whether they're promotional, whether they just, hey, it's me, I wanted to bring you up to date. The world of sound has so many attributes. It's immediate. It's portable. Take it with you. It's affordable. Doesn't need a big production studio anymore. Got a smartphone? Okay. It's quick to produce. It's customizable to an audience of one or many. And it's ready to go wherever you go, wherever your audience is. So we have a panel of experts. We have a packed house today. As I said, there are four in the panel. And I'll tell you just briefly who they are, and then we will get started. First up, in a moment, I'll be introducing you to Pam Didner. She's a consultant and author. Joining her is Kenneth Kinney, and he told me I can call him by his nickname, Shark. We'll find out about that at the AI Media Group. We also have Ginger Shimp at SAP and Jeff Janizeski at SAP. And we'll talk about their roles, their full titles when we get around to the up close and personal part of the intro. So first up, I'm welcoming Pam Didner. Pam has sent us a quote that is simplified, interesting word, it's condensed into four letters, K-I-S-S, and you all know it is the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. It actually was stated, it's credited with being said by U.S. Navy, uh, I'll call him just a U.S. Navy lead engineer at the Lockheed Skunk Works, Kelly Johnson, and this is back in the 1960s. It was associated with him, and it became very popular in use by 1970. There are various Samples, examples of it. Keep it simple, silly. Keep it short and simple. Keep it simple and straightforward. Keep it small and simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it stupid, simple, with or without the comma. It's all over the place. He was known for his work on the Lockheed U-2 and the SR-71 Blackbird, very well-known aircraft that really made their mark. So, 
I'm going to welcome Pam Dinner and say, Pam, we're talking about audio, and the title of this topic today is Here and Now, and it's H-E-A-R, Audio Content in Digital Marketing. Welcome, Pam Didner. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We're delighted. I love the quote. We haven't heard the kiss quote. Most people are afraid to use it, Pam, because it's it's implied very often that it's talking down to the recipient, but that was not the intention of Kelly Johnson at all. So tell me, we're talking about audio. We're talking about sound. Ginger Shimp, who's on our panel, created the title here, H-E-A-R, and now love that one. So how in the world did you pick the K-I-S-S principle for our opening quote, Pam? I got to hear this one. Go ahead. Thanks a lot, Bonnie. I love that quote as well. Um, the way I see it is audio is such a simple medium. And uh, if you have a smartphone with a microphone, if you think about it, you can record and upload that to a web pretty much within no time. And it's a wonderful medium that uh, consumers or us, if you will, can consume anywhere, anytime. In addition, Audio provides opportunity to explain complex technologies such as AI, machine learning, or even IoT, Internet of Things, in a very conversational way. And Bonnie, you did several episodes of looking ahead at the new technology during the holiday seasons, and that was wonderful. Yes. It helped Thank people you. to understand and explain the complex technology that, uh, that the way that people would say, okay, yeah, I can get that. And it's a great way to complete other formats of content. However, audio does present challenges for how-to content. If you have to do a show and tell, and the videos obviously does a much better job on the, the show and tell and the how-to content, but you can use audio such as podcasts or radio to drive traffic to your how-to content on your website. So, you know, it's actually a, a medium that was very easy, and it reminds mm-hmm. me the quote, keep it simple and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pam. We're going to have to get around that word somehow. I have a question for you. Is it a toss-up? Everybody's talking about video, not audio content. Video. Sit down in front of your smartphone and record yourself. Have a nice background. Don't be nervous. Speak for 60 seconds. Address it to a particular client or a prospect. Send it to them. They will say, wow, she really cares about me. She's interested in me. She did this just for me. Wow. But video is not, it's, it's portable, but you have to pay attention. You really can't look while you're driving or doing other things. So exactly. is it a toss-up for you, where would you vote for digital marketing content today? Would you vote for audio? Would you vote for video? Just to, And I'm going to go around the panel when each person does their quote and ask them the same question. So, Pam, where do you stand, on video or audio? You know, the verdict, based on a lot of research, it shows that video consumption is substantially higher than audio. Um, my take on this is audio is catching up. And uh, uh, Spotify ah. just, uh, just bought another uh, st- uh, podcast startup called Anchor. Uh, this week, and they are going to double down on that. So I think, um, you know, audio will be a black horse. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And we will have a lot more to hear from you. And now let's go to Kenneth Shark Kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y. If you want to look him up, you look up Shark, you're going to get all kinds of things from the AI Media Group. And Kenneth has sent us a rather long quote, but it's a beautiful one. It may have many intended attributions, people who supposedly said it, but it goes actually back to a lady named Alice Morse Earl, E-A-R-L-E, 1851 to 1911, American historian and author. 
author from Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm not sure why that's important. Her writing started in 1890, and she focused on small sociological details rather than the big stuff. And she wrote a book called Curious Punishments of Bygone Days. And the quote I'm going to read you in a second is from her 1902 book, Sundials and Roses of Yesterday, Garden Delights. Here's the quote. Listen up. And Kenneth, I have the full quote, so it's got a little bit, a little bit longer. The clock is running. Make the most of today. Time waits for no man. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it is called the presence. I'm going to just call you Shark Kinney. How are you, Shark? I'm doing well. I appreciate Love being on the show. So for me, this is probably a 1902 version of Carpe Diem and Seize the Day. But, you know, when you really sort of apply that to to voice and audio, I mean, especially now, audio is such a disruptive force in marketing and the way we live. And, you know, if you sort of seize the day of where we are, there's so much that's ahead with, with audio and voice to come. Kenneth, I, I'm going to go back and forth between, I, I just calling you Shark, just, <laughs> hello Shark, I'll get over it. Okay, I will get over no it. Problem. Now, question, let me ask you the same votable question that I asked Pam Didner a moment ago. Audio or video? Who is, who, is it a neck and neck race right now? Who is the winner so far? We'll get to predictions at the end of the show, so don't do that. But what do you think? Depends on the type of, I hate to give you a depends answer, but it depends on, on how you're trying to use it. I mean, if you want engagement and you want to see your audience do quick likes and shares and things like that, they're going to do it with, with video. But if you want something to really live on forever, especially the way audio can be transcribed more quickly, uh, I'd go with audio because it's got that longer-term SEO value on websites and everywhere else that it's going to live out on the web. Thank you very much. Okay, we've got a couple of interesting votes here. We have a lot more to hear from you, Kenneth Sharkinney, in a minute. So just sit tight. Let me go around the table to the lady I've worked with for several years, and she has brought us this wonderful topic today. We had a call about a month and a half ago, and she was talking to me about audio white papers, and I said, Hey, Ginger Shimp, bring me a topic for coffee break. And Ginger, here we are. Ginger has sent us a quote from Henry Ford, 1863 to 1947, American captain of industry and a business magnet. He founded the Ford Motor Company, and he sponsored, he didn't invent it, but sponsored the development of the assembly line technique of mass production. An interesting quote, an interesting note, uh, Ginger, Henry Ford is the sixth wealthiest figure of the modern period with his net worth between 188 and 199 billion, with a B, billion dollars. He's still the sixth wealthiest figure of the modern period. So interesting. Here's the quote. Everybody listen. I know, I know. When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. Ginger Shimp, welcome to Game Changers. How are you? I am well, Bonnie. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, and thanks for the great title of this show. I mentioned it a minute ago. So tell me, how in the world did you pick this quote about the direction of the wind? We're talking about audio. Go ahead, Ginger. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, it actually was uh, very uh, illustrative of our efforts to do a project where I work. And, um, you know, every time, uh, you know, we were sort of shut down a little bit. Uh, we just we dug our heels in. We believed in the project so much 
um, that we said, no, you know, we're just going to keep pushing forward and we're going to win people over. And so uh, my colleague and I uh, actually just had an exchange this morning uh, about a success on, on that project. It's immaterial what the project was, but yes, it had mm-hmm. to do with audio. And um, I was like, you know, when are they going to start believing us? And, he's, and he wrote back, he says, when are they going to just start listening to us? <laughs> so I thought it was funny that he used the word listening when we were talking about an audio project. But that's how it came to mind is, um, you know, just because you uh, are, are, in, are encountering a little bit of uh, wind resistance doesn't mean you give up and pack it in and go home. You had a reason for making your decision. You know, follow it through. But I will also say, if you'll give me uh, another 15 yeah. seconds, that there's sure. a, another wonderful quote from um, The Agony and the Ecstasy, and that is, if the wine is sour, throw it out. So, you know, that's the escalation of commitment. At some point, if you change your mind, it's okay. But don't just collapse because of wind resistance. Very interesting. Ginger, I have a question for you. I I was uh, making fun a little bit, hopefully not too harshly, a few minutes ago about the concept of everybody can make a video for a customer, for a prospect, just sit down. A lot of people don't like their voice. Come on, Ginger, we know that. A lot of people listen to a phone sure. recording or a, or a podcast or an interview or something and say, oh, I hate my voice. I don't want to talk. Do you think people are getting past that just like, oh, I don't look good on camera? Do you think people are getting past that in this age where you have to be in front of people and be yourself? Do you think we're getting past that ego, oops, what do you think? No, I don't, but I think it doesn't kick in <laughs> until they hear themselves. You know, and and you're talking to a woman married to a professional voiceover artist, so I hear him recorded, and then I hear me, and I just shake my head. Um, But remember that it's not how you sound unless you're doing, you know, um, theater, right? It is not how you sound. It's what you're saying. That's the important thing. And so if you just change the how you sound, do you sound like you have authority? Do you sound like you know what you're talking about? Do you sound like mm-hmm. you care about the outcome of your customers? Then people will listen to you. Don't worry about the sound of your voice. It is what it is. Get over it. Thank you very much. Good, good concept there. Good advice and and good encouragement, Ginger. I like that a lot. Get over it. Okay, let's move around the table. We have a lot more to hear from you. We want to hear about all the awards you've won in a few minutes when we come back to you, because that's in your bio. And now let's go to Jeff Janiszewski. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And Jeff is quoting Jocko Willink. This is a new quotable person. I've never heard the name before. John Gretum quote-unquote Jocko, J-O-C-K-O is his nickname, Willink, W-I-L-L-I-N-K, still alive, born in 1971, young guy, is an American podcaster, author, and retired U.S. Navy SEAL. He received the Silver Star and the Bronze Star for his service in the Iraq War, and he was the commander of SEAL Team 3's Task Unit Bruiser during the Battle of Ramadi. Uh, together with his fellow former SEAL, Leif Babin, or B-A-B-I-N, Babin, Willick wrote the book Extreme Ownership and founded the consulting firm Echelon Front, and he has a podcast called the Jocko Podcast. Okay, Bonnie, get to the quote already. I will, Ed, Joe, I will, Jeff. Here we go. Here's the quote <laughs> from Jocko Willink. Everyone wants some magic pill, some life hack that eliminates the need to do the work, but that does not exist. Wow, that packs a punch. Jeff, how are you? Welcome to Game Changers. I'm good. Thanks, Bonnie. Love the quote. Talk to me. How in the world did you find this? Did you read the book? Are you a fan of the Jocko podcast? Yeah, I've been, uh, well, actually, I've been, I was listening to his book, actually. 
Um, oh. I do a lot of listening of uh, books on Audible, so I was uh, I was listening to it while I was working out, and uh, you know, it's just a quote that that stuck with me. I think that it uh, it resonates. I think you know, people spend a lot of time looking for that easy path, where if they would have used that same time and energy to to tackle the job head on, it would have gotten it accomplished. So talk to me about voice. You're listening to the Jocko podcast. Do you think that Jocko Willink ever had a second thought saying, oh, I don't like my voice. I don't think I want to be on the radio. I don't want to be on a podcast. Do you think that was ever a thought for him? No, especially if you listen to uh, you know, his book. Um, I don't, I'm not sure there was ever a second thought in that man's head ever. Um, and I think that's some of the things I've taken away from him is, you know, Trust your decision. Trust that the hard work you put in is um, taking you down the right right path, and the decisions you make are based off of that, uh, off the work that you've put in. Thank you very much. Now, what do you vote for, video or audio? What do you think? I'm an audio guy. I do a, a you know I'm an auditory list, uh, learner, so I do a lot of a lot of listening and pick up a lot of things. So for me, that's uh, that's where I would you know set my flag. Okay. Do you think that when people get a, a brief audio file attached, I'm going to go around the table and ask this one before we get into the personal questions. Do you think when people get an audio file and they see an attachment, but it doesn't have an image on it, doesn't have a picture, it's clearly not video, do you think they're going to ignore it? Do you think they're going to say, wow, I want to hear what this person has to say? What's your thought on that, Jeff? I, mean, I think it's all framing and you know who you're getting that information from. Okay. Um, you know, if it's Somebody you have a relationship, you know, and you say, hey, you know, listen to this, check it out. Um, you know, you'll listen to it. But if it's just a, you know, random person sending it to you, you know, you're probably not, you know, likely to kind of to engage with it. Okay, so it's the source. It comes from the source. And that really takes us back to the whole concept of who opens email. Who, from whom is it? What is the title? What does the sender email say? What is the context? Do you know the person? Is the message something that resonates with you? So perhaps that's another part of the framing audio. Let me go around the table quickly and go back to Pam Didner. Pam, thoughts about would people open an audio file just as an attachment if they see MP4 attached to an email? What do you think? Yeah, I don't think so, actually. I don't, ah. and I'm speaking uh, for myself. Um, everybody receives a lot of, um, or many, uh, overwhelmingly, uh, spam email, and you never know what's in that. You know, is any kind of malware yeah. or virus in the MP4. And But if it's a, a, a name I have heard before, and uh, or the interview um, or some sort of podcast that they have done, then I will be interested. But if it's just a pure stranger, I agree that um, this, that's probably not an email that I would open. Interesting. Okay, we're getting down to some interesting authenticity and personalization and what resonates yeah. with you questions here. Let's go to Mr. Shark Kinney. Shark, what do you think? Would you? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't open it up either. Um, I would, you know, have more likely to open it up on a streaming service. Uh, but I, I'm True. very apprehensive about opening any of those types of files. Interesting. Okay, I have a somebody on one of my author. I have a personal radio show where I interview indie authors mostly and musicians and filmmakers. And uh, somebody on my contact list has something set up, and and it says she is not accepting the option for spam emails, and she doesn't want to be bothered. So please register on her list of acceptable email addresses, and then maybe she'll open it. And I think 
okay, that's just too much work for me. I'm not going to bother. So, <laughs> seriously, I mean, she's putting it on me, right? She's putting it on me. Oh, I, I'm so special. I don't want to be. Bo- Sorry, you know. Okay, I get hundreds a day. You probably we probably get a thousand emails a day among the five of us. Is just my guess. Let's yeah. go to Ginger Shimp. Ginger, would you open an email with an MP4 attached if you didn't know the person? An email, no. But you know what? If I am on social media uh, mm-hmm. and there are audiograms, I absolutely listen to them. And, and we've been producing a lot of them at work. So what we do is we take an image and we put the little play symbol over top of the image so that it looks kind of like it's going to be a video, but when you click on it, you just get the sound. Um, I've done... PowerPoint presentations that I put up, and I'm talking six or seven slides, guys. I'm not talking like a deck of, you know, 182 slides. Thank I you. I put them up on SlideShare, <laughs> and I will embed a sound clip there. If I come across those, I'll listen to them. If I'm reading, if I'm on LinkedIn and somebody has embedded a sound clip, you bet I will. Blogs with an embedded video or sound clip, sure, I'll listen to them. So... Email? Eh, we're all getting cynical about email. I have to agree with my fellow panelists, and I yeah. actually agree with you, too. Don't make, don't make it hard on me to get your message, right? Yeah. So Thank you. I'm that, that's a, signing up for somebody okay. else's secure list. Very good point. But Ginger, you used, a word I'm not, you used a word I'm not familiar with. I think you said audiocast a moment ago. Can you, an we're, audiogram. We're, audio, what is an audiogram? Tell me. I want to know. So, you know how um, Twitter used to be just, uh, you know, 140 characters, and then somebody decided, hey, we want to put images on there, and then somebody decided, hey, let's do moving images, let's do video. Um, It's very much like a video. It looks like a video. Uh, There's an image and uh, the little play button, but when you hit the play button, nothing moves. You just get the sound. So it streams right through Twitter. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I'll talk about our, our little mini, what we call Coffee Break Express shows in a couple of seconds, but I want to go around to Jeff Janizewski. Jeff, what are your thoughts on what would you open in terms of, I won't even say attached to an email, would you open on social media something like the audiogram Ginger just mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think it all comes back to you know who's sharing it. You know, If it's a trusted individual, then, you know, more likely to uh, to open it compared to somebody else. Okay. So I think we have a, a good consensus here that uh, we're agreeing with my opening quote from Miranda Katz. Podcasts aren't a bubble, they're a boom, and that boom is only getting louder. And I think we all agree with that, but it's it's contextual. It's where is it presented, from whom does it come how does it enter your world, your field of vision, your field of audio? And I think we're all familiar, uh, and our listeners around the world are familiar with the idea that people take input in different ways. Some people are what we call touchy-feely. Some people are audio, auditory people. I can't hear you. Other people would say, I feel your pain. We all know that famous quote. Somebody might react with, you touched me. That touched my soul. So we all have different ways, but I, audio may be, Ginger and company here, audio may be, in fact, opening up more people to the concept of audio is the way to communicate. Ginger, you want to quickly comment on that? Do you think we're changing people's minds separate from whether what we used to call it's the four humors or the four temperaments, what I just mentioned? What do you think? Do you think we're opening up more people to listening? Well, I think so. Um, And it's not just what I think, although thank you for asking what I think. 
uh, <laughs> research. Look at look at what uh, Edison Research has been uncovering. Look at the rise of smart seekers or smart seekers, smart <laughs> speakers. Um, I can't say her name because she's sitting on my desk, and suddenly she'll say, "I don't know that." I'm sorry. Uh, I have but the same problem. Amazon <laughs> or a Google Home, uh, which allow yeah. people to listen and consume content while they're doing other things, whether it's getting dressed yeah. and brushing their teeth or making dinner or whatever. Um, I, I get my uh, news headlines that way in the morning. Yes. I think that if you look at the advent of autonomous vehicles and connected cars, right, and people are now starting to start thinking about personalized advertising via audio because of some of these uh, uh, technologies. And if you think about the confluence of no time and I don't have to be connected to a screen, yeah, audio is rising, people. And in fact, we're preaching to the choir, right, because they're listening to us. That's right. That's much. right. And now let me just tell you what our Very what true. our express shows are. We take some of these radio shows, and I don't know if you're all aware. I'm up to I think 42 series under the Game Changers banners. Banners started wow. it in 2011. Yes, and we had uh, almost Go a million. You, Bonnie. Thank you. A million and a quarter listeners all over the world last year. And that Ginger and Company, I'm calling you all Ginger and Company because she brought you all to me. So there you go. I'm honoring you, Ginger. Um, <laughs> that is not just live shows that we did in 2018. We have shows that are four, five, six years old that people are finding the audio content online and still listening to it. So it I amazes me. But in Express, we take a transcript, let's say from a show like this, and we highlight parts of this conversation we're all happen- having. Then I go to my trusty engineer, Aaron Keller, who is the one who gets us on the air. I'll say thank you to him at the end of the show today. And he takes these highlights and pulls all the audio clips for me, just audio. And then I put on my headset, I shut down all the noise-emitting devices in my, my vicinity, and I divide those 2,000 words or so of audio content into mini-shows, four minutes, with an opening and a closing, and bits and pieces of the conversation. And those are becoming very popular. So it's like a lot of people want to hear the full show, but a lot of people want to hear the four-minute highlight. So audio, audio, audio. Yes, go ahead, Pam. I think that you just also hit on something that's really, really key, and that is that the first step is that he's doing it for you, and then you're going through it. It's not a big leap to figure out how you take things that are created for one audience and repackaged for another. Think about sales training or internal education. Repurposing content. Absolutely. And now, repurposing, we're going to move around the table to Pam Didner. I heard you, Pam, and we'd love to know three questions, Pam. Number one, where in the world are you today? We're not going to stalk you. We don't want the Google Map coordinates of your roof of your house or the number on your office door. We just want to know in general, because we have a global audience. I think people are curious as to where you're all calling in from. So number one. Number two, what's your favorite drink in the whole world? It can be anything. It has nothing to do with the topic. We just would like to know a little bit about what makes you tick or what makes you run? And number three, what do you do? I know you're a B2B marketing consultant, a writer, a speaker. You've written two books. So, Pam, you're up. Let's do this in about 90 seconds and see if we can get to know you a little better. Go ahead. Sounds great. Thank you, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. I'm based in Portland, Oregon, uh, the beautiful uh, Pacific Northwest. So if anybody ever come here, uh, stop by and say hi. And uh, what's in the cup for me today? I'm a tea drinker, and for today, the tea sachet in my cup is called Paris, and um, mm. it's such a romantic mm. name from Harney and Sons, and it's a blend of a black teas with a 
very natural vanilla and a tinge of citrus. So it's one of my favorite tea from Harney and Sons. So guys, if anybody is a tea drinker and want to try black teas, Paris, give it a shot. I, Pam, I'm going to read a little bit about the tea. Just give me a second here. Mike Harney has enjoyed many a pot of tea in the famous Parisian tea shop in homage to the city of Paris. Oh my God. He created what's oh. become one of Harney and Sons' most popular and beloved blends worldwide. Paris is a fruity black tea with vanilla and caramel flavors and a hint of lemony Bergamo. Did I do that okay, Pam? Yes. I mean, um, you. if you guys like black teas, and for the <laughs> listeners out there, you have to try it. It's very, very good. I'm usually very finicky about tea. <laughs> Thank and you. That's a good I, recommendation. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do I do? Really quickly, Bonnie, you pretty much summarize. Um, I'm a consultant and also a writer and a speaker, and uh, I talk about topics that are related to marketing. So. Okay. What's your favorite topic to talk about, Pam? Sales enablement, how to better enable the sales team as a marketing person. So I supported the indirect and the direct sales forces for a long period of time. Uh, it's frustrating to support sales team, as some of you probably can attest to that. But if you get into the perfect uh, harmony with them and then to win a deal, the feeling is thrilling. So, yeah. Ah, I like that. Then you deserve a cup of Paris tea. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I need to Kenneth thank a lot Shark. Of them to support the sales team. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Shark Kinney, I want to know where you are, what you love to drink. How in the world did you get the nickname Shark? I have been diving with sharks since, uh, swimming with them since I was five years old. And it is a passion of mine, and it is a very happy place to escape voice and video technology underneath the water. Just be at one with nature, and uh, it's it's a passion of mine. So, I uh, am in Memphis, Tennessee, an obvious place that there yes. are not sharks, but there's really good barbecue. And I am drinking mm. an overpriced quad venti caramel macchiato that was organically grown <laughs> at a sustainable <laughs> coffee shop that rhymes with Starbucks. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> and what do you do? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I am also a podcaster. I've got a podcast called The Shark's Perspective. It is uh, featured a couple of the people on this panel on my show, uh, but we talk about marketing in particular. Uh, really, I focus on helping people's business grow, especially in the digital marketing realm. And I'm also a VP of marketing and digital strategy for AI Media Group, where we focus a lot on helping businesses grow in a performance uh, agency environment. So, Thank you very much. You know what? I'm told that my audio is breaking up. My engineer wants me to take a quick break. So we're going to take a quick break, and I want to make sure that uh, our next two panelists, Ginger and Jeff, know that we're going to come back and we're going to introduce them appropriately. So Aaron's going to put the music on. I will be right back. Let me reconnect. We've got to make this a little bit better. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You know the drill. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We'll be right back. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com business news and discussions are always changing in order to stay ahead of the game sometimes you need to be a follower you can follow the voice america business channel on twitter at voice am business again that's at voice am business and stay current we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network wherever you go In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. We took a quick coffee break and we're back. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're talking today to a panel of experts on the topic of audio content in digital marketing. Not sure if you have a good voice. Yes, you do. Just be yourself. We're speaking with Pam Didner, Kenneth Shark Kinney, Ginger Shimp, and Jeff Janizewski. And we were in the middle of introducing our guests when I had a little audio problem. So let's continue where we were. I think we just finished getting to know Kenneth Shark Kinney. Kenneth, did you tell us uh, before the break, did you have a chance? to tell us, excuse me, what you do? I did. Uh, I'm a podcaster and digital marketing uh, strategist. Okay, good to know. Perfect for this panel. Ginger Shimp, you're up next. Award-winning marketeer, 25 years B2B experience. Ginger, tell us where you are, what you love to drink, and what do you do? Absolutely. I am in Happy Valley, which for those of you who know Penn State, know that we're dead center in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's where Penn State main campus is located. I, uh, am, I, I have a virtual office. I work for a very large corporation, the sponsor of this show. I am, uh, my official title is Senior Marketing Director, but I'm a chief kitten herder, basically. I work on <laughs> very broad marketing projects that cross into uh, different industries, geographies, and, and um, software products. And what am I drinking? Well, knowing that question was coming, I went back to my roots in, coincidentally, uh, Kenneth, Memphis, Tennessee, where we drink mm. our hot. <laughs> so mm. I'm a Pepsi gal. What? But, uh, wait, 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 hold hot. on. Did you seriously <laughs> say that, Ginger? I seriously <laughs> said that. So 
<laughs> it, it actually, if, if you're into food history, and I'm not going to go down the whole history, but it started in a candy store. And here's the, the thing. You can drink it hot. They wanted something to serve in the colder months, right? Uh, you have to get over the anticipation that it's going to be a cold soda experience. It's not. The bubbles boil out very, very quickly. The minute you heat it, bye-bye fizzy. Um, so imagine, Pam, you mentioned tea. Imagine like a celestial yeah. season's tea with a whole lot of sugar, and that's what a hot soda ah. tastes like. That is interesting. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. We <laughs> haven't heard that one before, Ginger. It. it is uber sweet because it started in a candy store. Very interesting. <laughs> and tell me, what, what do you do in, ge- in general or in specific? <laughs> what do you do? Talk to me about your audio white papers. I know that's the oh, reason for we are doing this yes. this topic today. Okay. Tell me so a little more. A project that we worked on, which uh, I brought to – it was the – uh, seminal idea that I brought to pa- Bonnie was um, about white papers. So we all know that they're still very, very impactful. There, you know, there's um, a whole lot of studies about um, keep, uh, you know, people using them. But we also know that senior executives, um, you know, if you're cynical, they're ADD. But if you're realistic, they're just time crunch. They're not going to sit down and read them. So I'll cut to the chase, but there was a long process on how we got there, my colleague and I. Uh, we actually hired a professional voiceover artist to record our research reports, our white papers, and we published them as uh, essentially as audiobooks. Perfect. Good to know. Well, we like to have practitioners on the show, Ginger, so we appreciate that. And now let's go around the table. One more stop to Jeff Janizewski at SAP. Jeff, tell me what you do. Where are you first? What do you love to drink? And then what's your role? Yeah, um, I'm actually in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's in my cup is uh, a dead man's boot, which is made with High West whiskey. Oh. Wow, dead yeah, man's boot! Yeah, I have to look distillery. that up. Dead man's boot. <laughs> Never heard yeah, of that before. You can either. continue and tell me what you do, and I'm going to look it up. I got to hear this one. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I work uh, in the marketing department of SAP, where I do a lot of uh, digital campaigns and end-to-end campaigns, and work to try to use new technologies and ways to communicate with uh, with folks. Okay, I'm I'm still looking this up. Dead. Oh, here we are. Dead man's boots. Highwestdistillery.com. It's called High West. Mm-hmm. One word. H i g h w s t dot com. Uh, Dead man's boots is 1.5 ounces of Rendezvous Rye, one ounce of Reposado Tequila, uh, half an ounce of fresh lime juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, <laughs> and Fever Tree Ginger Beer with a lime wedge garnish. Did I get that right? You nailed it. And I have to, well, I've just thought about it. It came to mind. You know, I obviously didn't look anything up. But did you know that Sting uh, sings a song called Dead Man's Boots? Did you know that? I did not, no. Yeah, look it up. This thing is a video on uh, Sting Vivo YouTube, October 6, 2014. And here are the lyrics. Uh, you see these work boots in my hands. I'll probably fit you now, my son. Take them. They're a gift from me. Why don't you try them on? That's the opening to the lyrics. The drink <laughs> drinksmixer.com has the recipe. And there is a book called Dead Man's Boot by Patrick Deeran, and it's on Amazon. And that's all the lookup I'm going to do on this one. So thank you very, thank you very much. Now, Thanks since we already took our break and we 
only have 15 minutes left. I want to make sure we cover several of the discussion statements we've got here from my esteemed panelists who all did a lot of prep work before the show. So let's go around to Pam Didner. And Pam, I'm looking at your notes here, and let's see what you sent us that we haven't talked about yet. Um Let's talk about, we've already talked about audio. It can be consumed anytime, anywhere. It comes with other kinds of content. Uh, Let's talk about the ROI. Pam, everybody wants to talk about the business value. Does it pay off? Does it have a, not just a residual value, but are people doing better in their sales focus and in their sales numbers and in their quotas if they use audio? So any research you want to share with us or what are your thoughts on that, Pam? We'll go around the table briefly on this one. ROI of audio. Well, good point. That's actually a question that obviously all the senior executives will ask um, when they actually want to sponsor or allocate budget on audio. In general, any kind of audio format tend to be the top of the funnel uh, type of marketing outreach, which is more uh, on the awareness. And um, the ROI, if you really want to tie with the sales or any kind of uh, leads, Specifically, you need to make sure that the back end of your uh, audio in terms of the engagement or the comments that you receive and, um, um, how should I say, integrated with your CRM tool. That a lot of people who leave the comments, obviously they have some sort of IP address or they have some sort of password that possibly for you to trace who they are. And uh, you need to do some work to understand in terms of the engagement model, especially uh, the people that listened and uh, provide some sort of feedback. The feedback can be, hey, I want to hear more about this specific topic or I want to check out more about this specific type of products. Obviously, we all actually have the, 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 the metrics such as the number of the downloads and also mm-hmm. the view and uh, also the download from different countries. But if you really want to take it one level down, it, you need to understand in terms of the IP address and see if you can track them and find out who they are and then try to make an effort to nurture that. And that is actually very hard to do it right and takes a lot of effort. Yes. So if you really yes. want to do a solid ROI, there is a next step and also a technology integration that you have to take into account. Is that helpful? Very, very helpful. That's a great reality check. And for those of you sitting out there saying, oh, yes, we need to add audio to our marketing mix, you have some challenges there. Let's go around the table and see if our other panelists agree or disagree with Pam. Shark Kinney, what do you thought? What do you think? What are your thoughts? I agree. I mean, voice search is starting to drive a lot more calls to businesses. Uh, you know, that's very trackable, attributable spend. Uh, Google's already reported and, you know, predicted that nearly a third of all mobile searches, I think, will be by via voice by 2020. I think it's something like 27, 28 percent. And those, you know, those consumers are calling a local business after finding it through voice search. And a lot of consumers, you know, they want a quick and easy solution and voice can enable them to do that. And it's especially important when you recognize sort of a brand's positioning, because when people do voice search, especially, if you're the well-recognized, you know, the well-known recognized brand leader, then they'll ask for your brand. And if you think of it like, uh, you know, if you're ordering your favorite pizza and it comes from Sal's Pizzeria, for example, uh, if that is one, that's what you'll ask for and not just the <laughs> word pizza. And so you can optimize that position uh, on your, your ad spend so that it you know, with different content as well. And it's so important to be the best known in your category, whether it's, you know, pizza, a grocery store that you're reordering from or an ERP package like SAP. And for brands, if you will, that 
call into a call center, for example, a lot of those voice interactions, once they call into the call center, are being transcribed with natural language processing and machine learning learning by companies like Invoca, for example, and there are a lot of others. Uh, those advertisers can use the keywords that are transcribed that they pick up in that voice connection to optimize campaigns on your ad networks like Google being in Facebook. And that's really where you're starting to see how voice is taking a lot of shape within search and with advertising currently. Thank you. Great insights. Appreciate that. Let's move on around the table. Ginger, thoughts? ROI. Yeah, um, obviously I'm going to agree with my panelists, but I'm going to put a spin on it, and that is if you're really truly trying to find the ROI of uh, your audio endeavors, first know why you're using audio. Uh, are you trying to reach a different mm-hmm. audience? Are you trying to reach them in a different way? Are you trying to get mm-hmm. them to you know, whatever it is? Know why you're including audio. Se- and, and by the way, include audio. And then secondly, <laughs> give them a call to action. So maybe it's, uh, you know, there was a, a research report or there's a, a video or there's an infographic or there's a website or there's something for they could, you know, ultimately you, uh, audio is ungated. You don't, it does not require registration by and large for people yes. to consume it. Oh. So what you want to do is funnel the people who are serious about your products, your services, your business into a gated path and not ignore the rest because they may not be uh, your audience right now. They may not be your targets right now, pardon me, but that doesn't mean that they won't be later and you're building a brand awareness. You're building a a characteristic, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So you want those people to feel welcomed by you even if they're not going to purchase from you. The people who will purchase, give them a pass. Don't throw audio up and call it a once and done, right? So, um, you know, in comes the technology and the strategies that Pam and, and Kenneth just talked about, but that's how you start to measure the mid-funnel activities that audio generated. And by the way, audio Thank can you, also Raina. be an accelerator. Yeah. You know, people yep. that you already know and you want to reach in a different way because you think, eh, they're not really reading my emails, you know, audio is an option, not as expensive as full-blown video. Mm-hmm. Thank Very you, sure. Ginger. Great, great point. Let's get Jeff in on this. Jeff, thoughts, agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I mean, I absolutely agree. And I think with, you know, with home devices like Alexa and, you know, Siri and then, you know, the Google versions, you know, I think, you know, voice and audio are becoming much more mainstream uh, in everyday lives. Um, I believe Alexa has over 45,000 skills, but I see that, um, you know, moving forward that, uh, that voice and audio need to be in marketing plans moving forward. And, you know, putting them in positions to connect with users. So if you're not, you know, starting to pr- plan for using voice and audio in your campaigns, I think you're going to be behind the curveball. Thank you very much. I'm going to move on. I'm picking up a comment here from Kenneth Shark Kinney. In your notes, Kenneth, you say nearly 68 million Americans listen to podcasts on a monthly basis. That's almost one in four people across the country. Our focus today with this panel is B2B, but we keep talking about, we mentioned the the. 
say five letter name that we all have sitting somewhere plugged in somewhere in our homes and we say her name <laughs> she'll tell us something we may or may want not want to know at this particular moment in time uh, so it's very much a consumer somebody just mentioned consumer so let's just quickly talk about does this mean that businesses can capture that new mindset that yeah we're listening people are listening and we want you to buy from us now through that listening Kenneth any thoughts on that if it's convertible from B to C over to B to B yeah hundred percent agree and, and you know you've got to keep into account that people learn in different ways this is a new way that's really taking off where people learn from listening and you know you can take the content it's so easy to create content by voice I use it in my own podcast and I turn it into uh, text that can be found on your your Google machines and then further optimize, giving it tremendous SEO value. It gives brands a human voice to engage with consumers on their mobile devices. It personalizes a lot of the content options that prevent people from having to deal with typical advertising babble or brand babble. I mean, storytelling done right can really help elevate a level of trust from trusted voices, and it's it's so convenient and easy to consume. And to be quite honest, I think it really unlocks some amazing potential to do what's most important for all of our customers, and that's help them solve their problems. And when you can create that environment and give them some expanded ways to do that, you know, the attribution part can be fairly easy. But really, connecting with those customers is something we all work towards, and, and We'll continue for the rest of our lives struggling to, to make certain that we're able to help our customers solve those problems, and voice is an amazing way to be able to to do that. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know something, I don't know if we mentioned this, but voice has the option, the opportunity for so much nuance. You can be emotional through your voice. You can Absolutely. be up, you can be down. And I think that's the authenticity part that people are looking for. How did they sound? Did they sound happy or sad? Did they sound engaged or energized? Uh, we're racing toward the clock. I think I'm going to skip the predictions part of the show and just pull up one comment from Ginger to have you talk about it and one from uh, Jeff, and then we'll wrap up. So, Ginger, let me add on a statement here that will fortify or strengthen what we just heard from from a shark you say americans spend an average of i can't believe this three hours and 58 minutes each day consuming audio ginger wow that's a lot of listening so do mm-hmm. what do you think can that be converted from b to b to, to b to b from b to c what do you think about that number it's huge I love that you asked that question. I'm going to tie it back to what Kenneth just said about storytelling because in all of the hip marketing departments, we're all talking about marketers being storytellers. So give me just a second to play this out. If I want to tell you about my products and services, right, um, I could give you features and benefits and I can tell you what colors it comes in and I can tell you the price and you're going to walk away and you're going to be a little bit dizzying if you were paying attention. Much more of the brain is engaged when people hear stories. People, a 15-second commercial has a story arc. It has an inciting incident. It has the rising action. It's got the climax, and it's got the fall-off at the end, right? Storytelling is the way that you get people to pay attention. Radio, audio is theater of the mind, right? So you have an opportunity to engage a lot of brain power. So tying it back to the very specific question about B&B, sorry, B2B, 
Um, mm-hmm. When we had our research papers and we sent them out, we had terrific pickup on them. I, I we just went through my annual review, right, so I had to pull all the results. And um, we had, uh, you know, we exceeded all of our goals and expectations. People wanted to know what was in them, but the, uh, the roles were not senior executive. If you look at the roles who accessed the audio part, much more senior. Why? Because our voiceover artist did all the heavy lifting of interpreting the written word for you with a very technical B2B piece. You pretty much have to know how that sentence is going to conclude in order to get the cadence right in your head. So you read it over and over. It could take you an hour or more to read a 20-page white paper, or you can spend yes. 30 to 40 minutes with audio and have the voiceover professional do all the heavy lifting for you because he knows how to phrase all of the conjunctions and the appositives and the referrals. So um, if you... Uh, connect the dots between podcast, which is very informational, and Audible, which is uh, or any other audio format of a book. Um, it's not a big leap to jump into how do I communicate? Okay, so now we've made it easy. How do we make it accessible? These guys are traveling just as much as, as any consultant, so they're they're waiting for airplanes. They're in their car. They're on the way to their the kids' games, and they're consuming audio. Boom. Ginger, thank Beautiful you. I need to influence of, of, of uh, data points. It's great. We have about two and a half minutes left, and I just want to pick up one statement from Jeff Janizewski, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. And I'm telling the four of you now, you're coming back, please, for a part two so we can cover more of a deep dive into this information. So I hope you'll all accept the invitation. I'll send you a date. But Jeff made the following, and Jeff, I just need a one-sentence answer to this one. You say, I think marketers are like bartenders. When a customer comes into their local bar and saddles up on the stool, what do they want? A drink? Maybe, but they could get that anywhere. They want empathy, yes, but they're looking to explore a problem. Jeff, audio can solve that problem, correct? Absolutely can. Just like Ginger's point, it. it allows you to tell an easy story. Thank you very much. I want to say thank you to the four of you. Pam Dinner, Kenneth Shark, Kenny Ginger so Shimp, and Jeff Janiszewski. It's been lovely. We will do part two, I promise. I'll send you a date for March, and all you need to do is send me a new opening quote. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you to Aaron Keller. Sorry about the audio whoops in the middle of the show, but that's the internet, kids. And here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What in the world are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Just like, let's do go through our list here, Pam Didner. Just like Kenneth Shark Kinney, just like Ginger Shimp. Thank you, Ginger, for a great topic and great panel. And just like Jeff Janiszewski, Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign SAPRADIO. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.